If you want to be as great as you want to be, if you want to impact lives and change lives, you have to move. You have to do this. This, If you want to be in this field, this is what is required. You got to move. You got to take risks. You got to get uncomfortable. But at the same time, you got to make sure that you believe in what you're trying to achieve. going on world welcome to another episode of the luke bailey podcast i'm savar here and in today's episode we sit down with diamond simmons he is a strength and conditioning assistant coach at university of nevada in las vegas and an old friend of ours so on this one we just kind of sat down and talked about leadership leading up and what that looks like so enjoy the talk my main goal is the is to be the the best assistant strength coach I can be. You know, shout out to Coach File, who's at uh, UNLV that I work with. He the one that brought me on to stat, brought me on to that staff. And man, it just been awesome. Love all the coaches up there, man. And I'm, you know, it just it's a blessing to be part of that family. Um, and you know, my goal is to be the the best assistant strength coach I can be, and to have Coach Files back, Matthew Files, to have his back at all times. So if he needs something, hey, Coach, you know I'm your ride or die. You know we get into it. You know we rolling. So, you know, it's just a blessing to be there and to be part of that staff. Like, great things coming, you know, and I always tell people, be a rebel. That's right. I, I know, uh, so, like, you are from here in Coleman, Alabama, Hansville. So, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up around here uh, and the places that you've been and kind of the experiences that you've learned and the takeaways, I guess, from those places. Yeah, so I was, uh, a little bit about me, I was born in uh, North Charleston, South Carolina. So I was born there, uh, came, was in a tough area. So my family moved to Alabama, which we moved to Hansville, Alabama. And there, that's when I got heavily involved with sports. And you know how Alabama is. Oh, yeah. Football. yeah. Oh, if you don't play football, they're like, are you a man? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Come on. So I got heavily involved with uh, football there. And that, from that point on is when I, I started to compete and take football to another level. Um, met some great people, some great people that invested in me to this very day. They always follow up. Um, so I was there. Then I got a scholarship to play college football, which is in Florence, Alabama. And there, man, it met some more great people. Love the place. Love the people that the administration, the people that there, which is awesome. And when I left, when after that, I did an internship at Georgia, at the University of Georgia, where where I, where I met Coach Fowl. And to this very day, once again, we're great, great friends. And so uh, did an internship at University of Georgia. I came back to uh, to uh, Alabama, Florence, Alabama. Was a head strength coach at Florence High uh, yeah. and football, and so I was a head strength coach there. Uh, help, uh, help uh, Florence go to the first round of playoff, which they haven't been to in a, in a while. A lot of injuries and a lot of stuff that it fixed, so it was tough. And then we went to the playoff, lost the first round of playoff, but it was a big accomplishment at that time. I left. I was like, all right, I'm done with that. I want to go to another. I want to go to college. That's my dream. And uh, Moorhead State University up in Kentucky. Moorhead, Kentucky, actually gave me an opportunity to be a GA uh, there. So I was there for a year, uh, met some great, great uh, some great people there. Um, and then after that, I left from uh, uh, Moorhead, which shot the coach, Matt Rose, who gave me an opportunity to be a GA there. So, I mean, that was that was awesome to be at, at Moorhead and get an experience, which helped me to, to be a good strength coach when I left and went to the University of Missouri. I was at Missouri for a year. And, uh, you know, there I learned a lot. Part it was great to get experience to the SEC 
uh, of the SEC, man, it was just a humbling experience. It's a crowd, the atmosphere, and the, and the competition. You know, you got the top of the top that we compete with. So it was just crazy. And then from there on, that's when Coach Fowl got the head strength and conditioning job here at UNLV. And, of course, you know, I was like, you know, no question. And so I left. So every spot that I've been at has taught me just to – it's okay to get – to be uncomfortable. You know, I could have sit back. I was like, no, I'm staying in Florence, Alabama, where my family, where my family is, where everything is just like comfortable for me. Yeah. But uh, um, I think you grow when you're when you get out of your comfort comfort zone, and so that's what I did. Um, Hansville, as you know, as Coleman, Alabama, is very very small and real and very country. Well, all right. Well, you know, okay, that's that's cool. So I left there, and then uh, I went to. Moorhead, Kentucky was even more country. You think Coleman's <laughs> go to Moorhead, this country. Yeah. And so I left there. I went to Missouri, which is very flat. It's very, very cold there. I mean, fingers like this when you walk around, it's cold. Um, and then I uh, met some people there. And then, of course, I'm here in, you know, Las Vegas. It's like, dude, like, freaking warm every day. It's sunny. Uh, just fun. I mean, it's just a fun city. At any given moment, I have anything I want to do is pretty much there. I have the, if there's a beach, I got to drive, you know, like four hours away or something like that. But okay. for them, everything is here. So, you know, it just, it just getting out of my, out of my comfort zone and, and uh, just believing that no matter where I am, I can still impact people. I can still do my, uh, you do my job to a level that's, that's great. So. So that I'm, I'm sure that whenever you first moved, the first time you moved was probably the most uncomfortable because it was the first time. What were you telling yourself to, I guess, psych yourself up? Or what was that internal conversation like when you knew that, all right, I know that I want more, so I got to go do, got to go out here. But, I mean, it's uncomfortable leaving, like you said, your family, friends, what you know. Yeah, so the first time I left Alabama, well, I left Georgia, but for the most part, uh, Aaron Fell, who's a head strength coach at Oregon, he was my strength coach at uh, UNA at the time. So that's actually how I got the internship at Georgia. So that's like my first time of leave, leaving the state and my family. But because I had, I knew someone there, uh, Coach uh, Fell, that, you know, it, everything was pretty much smooth. But my first, I would say the first time I was un really, really challenging and uncomfortable was when I went to Moorhead, Kentucky, because I didn't know anybody. I was there by myself, like, didn't know anyone. I mean, it was times where I was like, dude, like, you know, is this what I want to do? Just, you know, because I'm just isolated. But uh, at a time, it's like, hold up. If you want to be as great as you want to be, if you want to impact lives and change lives, you have to move. You have to do this. This, If you want to be in this field, this is what is required. You got to move. You got to take risks. You got to get uncomfortable. But at the same time, you got to make sure that you believe in what you're trying to achieve. If I want to be a strength coach, well, I got to believe this is what's right. And so when I got to Moorhead, man, it just – met new people I had to open up I had to get out of my comfort zone and meet new people I had to do things that that uh that I would say like would that most people probably wouldn't want to do and strength for this you got you gotta be willing to do things you really don't want to do um I remember the from example when I went to when I was at Moorhead um I was in charge of basketball well I had to do a lot of things that I didn't want to do I'm like yeah I gotta do this but part, part of being successful um, so, uh, that, 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 that's, that's, it. I mean, every time I had to do stuff, the coach was like, Hey, do this, I'm like, ah, but I had to get it done. And over time they helped me build a relationship with the coaches. They helped me build a relationship with the players. Cause they see me doing things that 
the coaches are asking me to do. So it's a prime example for those athletes to see that as well. So. Yeah, and you said you said something that was very key right there that I think a lot of people, you know, being from Coleman, Alabama, we, there, there's a lot of good athletes in the Coleman area that uh, sometimes go to college. They, uh, But uh, I would say probably 80% of them never graduate from that college that they went to play sports in or, or finish out as an athlete. And um, and I think the biggest part of that is because they it gets uncomfortable because it's their first time moving away. It's their, and, you know, we got some seniors right now that just graduated this weekend that uh, are now about to take steps. Some of them are going to play athletically at universities and colleges around the southeast mainly. And um, But it's that first time that they're gone. Um, would you give them any advice as far as when they take that first step uh, and just being able to push through the hard times? Yeah. So I would say first is if they're not willing to take risk and get out of their comfort zone, they won't be successful. That's plain and simple, bottom line. I mean, if you're, if you're not willing to, um, to push yourself or be, go, go beyond what you think or what you believe, you won't be successful because those who are successful, they're constantly making new, they're constantly changing, they're constantly evolving, they constantly are finding new ways of being creative or finding new ways to be, to, to learn and to grow. So take that, what I encourage those people is, is take that as an opportunity to learn. Take that as an opportunity to become more better, a better person, to be a, be, a better a better friend. Because you meet new people when you, when you go off and you move, you meet new coaches, you meet new friends, you meet new people. So take that as an opportunity. Yes, uh, I'm, uh, I feel uncomfortable, but I can impact lives at this place I'm going. I can meet new people that will impact my life in the long run. So you got to be willing to take risks. You won't be successful if you don't. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. When I packed my bags, I went to Vegas, left from the east. Pretty much left, when I left from Missouri and I went all the way to uh, Las Vegas, I was thinking in my head, like, dude, like, I'm on the opposite side of the country. I got to take this yeah. risk. I knew that in the long run, shoot, man, if I get here and, I, and, 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 and I'm a great assistant, we're going to do great things, and so it's going to be that much better. So you got to take risks, or you won't be successful. Plain and simple. That's good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you talked about Moorhead State and being a GA. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand the, uh, I guess, the duties or the sacrifices that a GA has to make, and it's kind of like a – um, if you want to kind of explain into that, um, were, were you still taking classes and things like that when you were there? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was still taking classes. I mean, there was one time I was taking, what, like four classes at one time? Uh, okay. We were four classes and also two. So we had uh, Matt Rose and we had – it was me and we had uh, two assistants, so four of us. Um, and two of those assistants uh, had got a job somewhere else. And it was only me and uh, Coach Rose, who was the head strength coach at the time. At, well, he's still there right now. Um, when I was there, he, and he's still there. Matt Rose, who – it was just only us two. So I had four classes. We had two strength coaches, and then we had, like, 14 teams Jeez. that we had. So we was there from, like, from like 5 in the morning all the way to, like, 7, 8 o'clock at night. But I had to get my schoolwork done. And I'll be, I'll be lying to say that was – that was, oh, I got through it, and I'm strong. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the time I, I, I went to my professor and I'm like, listen, this is a situation. I'm not here to make any excuses, but this was going on. 
it is any way you can help me out because I need help because I won't be able to do this alone. And because I came to uh, Dr. Probst, who's still at Moorhead, and I came to him, he was like, we can, we'll try our best. You just work your butt off and, you know, we'll, we'll have, we'll support you the best way we can. So doing those, taking all those classes and also being an assistant uh, strength conditioning coach is, 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 is challenging. So you got to be able to be organized and be prepared and know when you can study and when can you give the athletes the, your, the, your full attention because there'll be times where I was coaching and I'm coaching these athletes, but I'm in the back in the back of my mind. I'm thinking about this assignment that's due in like five hours or something. Yeah. Like, and so, and athletes will know if you're not giving them their all attention because when you do have uh, when you are on top of stuff, you the energy, your energy, your positivity, everything will just shoot up to the roof. And when you don't have their full attention, that's when the athlete will know, like, all right, schoolwork is kicking mm-hmm. his butt. You know, so you gotta. It's tough, but man, that's part of it. That is life. That's life lessons. So yeah. just go and, with. It. And and you're in the strength and conditioning world. So whenever that athlete sees, uh, uh you know, any, any bit of weakness, then they kind of mentally will take that and just be like, oh, it's it's okay to 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 be a little weak every now and then when when you're coaching the opposite thing. If I'm not wrong. Yeah. Oh, without a question, if an athlete see you that you weak. It affect, affects them, you know. They like, hey man, Coach Dami feeling sorry for himself, <laughs> telling me about how we shouldn't be feeling sorry for ourselves, but yet he's feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. So you got to be able to be like, nope, I'm not gonna feel sorry for myself. I preach, I tell athletes that all the time. I'm not doing it. And so, yeah, that's yeah, that good question. Man, I can tell that your mental game is very strong. But, you know, what, what advice would you give to people when they're pursuing a goal, pursuing a, you know, a task or a dream that they have, but in the moment it does not look like what they thought it would look like? You know, I'm sure whenever you're going to be a strength conditioning coach, you weren't thinking about all the assignments you're going to be doing in between sessions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got through it. But what advice would you give people who, you know, maybe they're in the middle of trying to pursue their goal, but right now that's not, you know, it, it doesn't look like it's, happening you know it looks a little bit different than what they thought it would because you know everybody thinks success looks like you know a line straight up or you know or a dream or a goal that you're trying to get to it's just a straight line but obviously it's not so what advice would you give to those guys or girls you know yeah um advice I would give like you say a lot of people think their line is like this yeah yeah but it's really like this yeah but it's up and down but it's going up um, one thing I would tell people is first, believe in something. Uh, if it's, you know, find something you believe in. If it's prayer, if it's you just reading, if it's just reading or if it's going to, going to church or some type of belief, believe in something because at the end of the day, you can believe in yourself, you can believe in your family. But at the end of the day, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, your family going to fail you. But ultimately, this, that belief that you have, if it's in God or whatever prayer, that will never fail so you know that in my back pocket, you know, and, and no matter what's going on in life, I have this to believe in. I have this because it never failed me. Second is you got to believe in yourself. Secondly, you got to believe in yourself. You have to. You got to believe in no matter what comes across or what challenge that, that, that I face, I have, the, I have the ability to succeed and overcome this. If you don't, you're going to just fail because if you, don't have, if you don't have God and you don't believe in yourself, then things going to crumble. And secondly, you got to have people that support you. If it's family, if it's friends, if it's whatever, you got to have someone to support you. Because I can tell you this right now, 
if it wasn't for people in my past supporting to me, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be because there was times where I didn't have much. I come from a broken family where financially we didn't have anything. Like we didn't have nothing at all. Matter of fact, I, I don't think I even shared with most people much, but there's a, there was time where I was in foster care for six months. You know, they took my took me away from my mom because she just couldn't afford anything. But she worked her butt off, and luckily she get, we we united with her again. But you know, you gotta have people support you. If it's someone, if it's a teacher, if it's someone, a professor. That's if you're in college, professor. If it's, some, if it's a pastor, if it's you know your best friend, like have those people support you because they're gonna come a time the way you will feel like you you don't believe in yourself. But you got to support your support to be like, dude, that was you stupid. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. A reality check. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because, I mean, I know, you know, I have a similar story. You know, I think our story is kind of parallel a little bit because I had a lot of support, too, from other people. And, you know, with that, the listeners, I want you to encourage you. If you see a kid like Diamond, myself, or even Luke, you know, just going up to them and just asking them about their day or just giving them a little bit of positivity, you know, you could create, you know, the next Diamond Simmons who's doing great things out there. So thanks for sharing that, man. Mm-hmm. No problem. So you're in Las Vegas now. Uh, uh-huh. We've uh, – I saw, you know, what what do you do for fun out there in Las Vegas? Man, what I do for fun a hike because – Hiking is, like, it's freaking nice here. Like, it's crazy. You can look over the city. Um, I like to I like to eat. All right, for fun, I like to eat. <laughs> I'm trying to get swole for the one time. So, you <laughs> so I got to make sure I eat. And I love to – I love to uh, – huh? So you, say you're still, you say you're trying to get swole? Yeah, I'm trying to get swole, man. I still Wait, gotta, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get – I still got a ways to go. Uh, what am I trying to do then? <laughs> look hey, at Come on, I, I see them. You got a heel right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to eat, and honestly, I just love to train. I really do. I love to train. Um, I just like to get after it. Uh, I, I like to swim. I, I'm come on now. I ain't the best swimmer. I ain't no Matthew. <laughs> oh, come on now. You know me. You know I, mean? I ain't being a deep pool for so long. But uh, whenever you're in a position where you see that. You know, you're, you've been a GA, an assistant. You know, you, you haven't been the guy who – you know, you haven't been the, the number one guy. You know, and I say that, like, in, as position-wise. But when – if there's ever a time – has there ever been a time where you saw one of your superiors doing something you didn't completely agree with? And how did you handle that? Yeah, so you, you actually, like, are you going to be a head guy? You may disagree with some things they do because you would probably do it differently. Yeah. Is that – okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. This strength condition is a field where, you know, it's very a, – a lot of opinions are out there. A lot of people feel like I want to do it my way. It's my way. But my thing is, like, you you won't be successful saying it's my way or the highway. You, you won't be successful yeah. that way. In this field, it's all about – it's about who you know, right? It's about your reputation. So, by you um, – by you, 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 may dis, you may disagree with something or a coach, what he do, but – at the end of the day, because you have to be his number one fan, you must support him. Mm. I, I, no matter what the situation is, he, he may do something that's totally like, like off the wall, but you got to be able to support him. And if, but if he do do something off the wall, come to come to a coach respectfully and be like, hey, hey, coach, like in my opinion, this is what I see. 
I think we should do this because this right here, and this is the problem, you know, this is what I see, Coach. Uh, what do you think? And so either say he say either say yes or no. If we said no, well, well, coach, like, hey, I'm here, I'm I'm here for you. I'm I'm assisted. I know my role. Mm. I'm and until you are in the head mm. position, that call. But right now, you are assistant. That's your title. So yeah. you must must support him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great, and I think that's something that a lot of people could even do. You know, here with Luke, and even in a in a regular nine to five, a bank, you know school teacher or whatever one other question i do have is what would diamond simmons today tell the 18 year old diamond yeah um i will probably say um i'll probably say you just never know like you never know so don't take life for granted because um like who who would i never thought i'll be eight when i'm when i was 18 to live in vegas be an assistant strength coach for an awesome program and to be under an awesome head coach under Coach Arroyo. Never in my life thought that. Never in my life thought I'll be living in Vegas uh, as assistant under Matthew Fowle, who is a great guy, just perfect. I mean, just just the way he do it is all about perfection. He want it done this way. So it's like, like it just is a blessing. So don't don't miss out on opportunities like to grow and to be a better. If I knew this when I'm looking back when I was 18, I, there was times where I think I should have capitalized on moments. Honestly, in the game of football, when I was playing football with my friends, I feel like, man, when I was playing, I could have gained more. And even though, I mean, I played my butt off, but it was like, man, when you think back, you're like, bro, like, I wish I could just bring back that moment. And I do it to the very day I call my buddies back home, Debo and Brock and all those guys, like, man, you remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro, I wish we had that right back, you know? So, um, yeah, if I, would just, I would just say that, man, just, just uh, you know, take day by day and, and to, to give it 100%. So, because life is there, it's not guaranteed. You don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. But if you come with the mindset that every day I wake up, I'm going to give it as if it's my last, you know. Yeah. I wasn't doing that when I was 18. I was trying to, you know, be a yeah. dumb head. Yeah. Hey, we all <laughs> you know, were. You better believe it. We I, all were. I think there's a – even any – I think anybody that plays college sports understands when, the, when when they come in and start their freshman year of college, which is about that 18-year-old, and then by the time you graduate and you leave at 21, 22 years old, and you're a completely, I'd say, different person, 100%. Um, I know that happened for me in, in my experience. Uh, but and I, and I would say 90% of that probably has to do with the relationships that you build, but also – because of the strength and condition that you go through because of the mental aspect of it. Um, I think a lot of people think, yeah, they, they look at athletes and they say, yeah, the, you know, their bodies look good. They, um, they put in a lot of work all the time, but they don't understand what it does mentally for when they get out of sports. And mm -hmm. um, I know like for me, I have to personally reflect back on, see on our spring trainings was, uh, mat rooms is what we called them and it was a uh it's all about mental mental toughness that that if you got one thing out of our out of the program down there at Huntington in the in the uh in the springtime it was you were going to be mentally tough and I think that's what kind of gets me through a lot of situations that I face now in the real world um whether it's at work or even at home with family life and it's just having the discipline and the uh, even courage sometimes to just push through something and know that you're capable of more than what you think you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. That's, 
Thank you. Something. I mean, there's not much you can say after that. That's uh, some stuff. <laughs> hey, I do, I I do mean, have another one. It might be the last one. What is um? What's your biggest struggle in leadership right now, and how are you working through that? Yeah. So that's good. I like that. Uh, my biggest struggle in leadership is sometimes I like I, I'm very very task focused. Like, hey, Dom, I need you to do this. All right, cool. I'm very task focused. Yeah. And sometimes I can like zone out. Like, what what else I'm supposed to do? So I get sidetracked a little bit. So I know me is being able to the, the the focus on many, many things at some time at one time, very because I'm very task focused. And so um, that's one thing I'll say for me uh, that I just that, that kind of that leadership you got to be able to do. You got to be able to, you know, you got it's important to be task focused. But you also got to be able to do other things as well, you know, in the midst of that. So, you know, um, that's one of my things. And uh, hmm. That's one of the things I can think of. I mean, I, I prefer to have other people ans- answer that question because because if I always feel like if I answer that question, I'm always going to soften myself. I, 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 yeah. I'd rather have someone, a friend or something, or, you know, have Coach File or Coach Garcia. Yeah. Hey, this is I'm a weakness. And like, I may not like to hear it, but it's true. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, you got to say that. You know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Any stories you want to tell or anything that, um, you know, if – you know, that, that you want to put out there for people or any words of encouragement or anything like that? Oh, yes. Oh, man. So this lately was been on my mind a lot. So growing up, growing up as a kid, like once again, I tell you, we didn't have much money at all. And my mom was struggling. I mean, it was a big mess. But I would tell people who have some kind, kind of in, income is to invest their money. That's the biggest thing you can do, um, especially right now, as you see with the stuff that's going on is invest because that's one of the smartest things. You got to be smart with your money. If you're not smart with your money, you're setting yourself up for failure financially and you family and your future family up. Or if you do have a family, you're setting your family up for uh, for um, just hardship. So just be, uh, invest, be smart with the money. Um, you know, just come every day, even with all this stuff going on, and just have a positive mindset. Lead people and lift them up because it's easy for people to have, lose hope, you know, especially – when people are at the bottom and they feel like they don't have anything because they're out of work or because they just got laid off or they can't work, they got to work till, you know, at the end of the summer when they can start working. So you got all this thing that's, that's going on. You just got to lift people up um, because that they, that's what, that's what, that's what is to be there for people and lift them up. You said invest your money. Um, that's a big thing that I think, you know, that I try to focus on a lot is, uh, kind of making sure that you're making the right investments, not necessarily just with money, but also your time and, mm. and, and your effort and, and things like that. Cause that's one thing that I think I've learned the most, I, w- I would say even over the last six months, even to a year um, is just understanding how valuable your time is. But that money at the end of the day is just a tool. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's not a source of happiness. It's not a source of accomplishment really uh, because money can just be given to people. So, I mean, why would you judge that as, as how accomplished or successful that you are? Um, yeah. So I think like when, when you talk about invest, if you want to just touch on kind of uh, what you mean by investing in, either in others or, or, or what do you mean by that? Yeah. So investing, what I mean by best, you can investing is, is, is not focusing so much on you, but on other, on other people, other things. 
So if you're making money, well, I'm not focused on me just holding the money. I want to invest that into other companies. If you want to invest in other people, well, hey, invest in a charity. Invest in uh, your relationship with your, with your wife or girlfriend. Invest in her. Uh, invest in uh, in the church. Like, invest in – you got so many things. You're just not so focused on yourself. That's at the end of the day. That's what I mean. You're not so focused being selfish, but you focus on, all right, what can I do to impact those around me? So when I say invest, it's like I'm, I'm saying it not only financially, but like just as in a broad standpoint of, you know what, I want to focus less on me and more on other people. And that's what I say about, you know, impacting other people during this time is like, yeah, you may be some you may be working and you still work from home. And you get the paycheck, but it could be someone that's at home and not working and they need some hope. They need hope. Well, guess what? Invest in that person. Um and, 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 and so that's what I mean is, you know, just pitting, pitting, thinking, not thinking about yourself, but thinking about other people. Because when you invest in people, not only that, man, in return, you, those people really appreciate it. Those pe- people yeah. and not only your wife and your kids and whatever, they appreciate what you do for them. I mean, yeah. there's people that invested in Diamond Simmons when he was 13, 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. so, you know, I feel like every year, you know, from what you've told us, you've always had someone there. Mm-hmm. That just invested a little bit into you, and I mean, here you are today. You know? Oh yeah, I, what's crazy is I was thinking about this: is when I was at school and I had my phone, like I had a phone bill, and I used to, I was like, dude, I got to find a way to pay for my phone bill. My mom couldn't pay for it, so what I did is I asked my, I asked my teachers, I like I went to my teacher, like, hey teacher, like, hey, I need like people that I knew went to my teacher, went to my friends, like, hey, I need this phone bill. Could you help me pay this? You know what they did? Yeah, of course. And most of that because they saw that what I was trying to achieve in life, that I really was trying to do do things right. Yeah. And so what I mean by just investment, don't, you know, you know something like dude just don't even care about whatever, you know, he just don't care. Like, you know, be, be smart when you want to invest. In, but yeah, if I had those teachers and friends who, if I had this, you know, I had the phone bill, like, Hey, I need help with it. And they were like, yeah, of course. And they just send it. And I have my phone. So, you know, I can stay in touch with my family and mom and everything. So there was a lot of people who poured into me because, into me because they knew that man. You know, Don, he's trying to be, he's trying to do things right. And at the end of the day, uh, it's about showing people and that yeah, I'm just trying to do things right. I'm not in the place position I, where I'm at, not where I want to be at, but I'm trying. And that's what you gotta, and that's what it is. All it's about, you know. That's so. that's all you can do, man. All you, you know, all you can do is wake up each day and just try to get better and I heard an analogy one time and you know if I if I'm trying to work better just have if I'm trying to be a better version of myself and you know work to get more and people see that they're more likely to help you kind of like whenever you're going down the highway and you see someone trying to change their tire you'll see more people stop to help that guy than the guy that's just sitting there like this mm-hmm. you know, his thumb up yeah he just I ain't doing nothing try to hit the ride they ain't doing nothing mm-hmm. just trying to hit your eye with someone successful to get to the next level. Big no. I think, you know, we talk about legacy a lot on here. And I, I know uh, it's a shout out to you, Diamond, because I know you, you're not the type of person that's going to bring it up on yourself. But I know anybody around here, anybody that knows you, or I would say think that they know you, uh, would say that one, one thing about him is, yeah, he, he was a great athlete, you know, and, uh, and they know all the accolades and everything that you won, even, you know, in high school, even in college, things like that. And, but I think a lot of people would, would say that you were a good person 
also and, and, and that you help people and that you were there for people when they needed them. And I, and I think that that speaks more about you than, than any, anything that, that you've done so far. So, um, I, I want people to take away that more than anything, um, that they're listening. I, I appreciate it, man. It's like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on investing people and in, in being a positive for other people. That's all it's about because you can have all the, all the money in the world. You can have all these nice cars and all the fancy stuff, but if you're not pointing at other people, um, you you missing you missing the point, you know, and and because people was willing to do that for me, which gave me a prime example of how I should treat other people, that helped me out in the long run. And no, by no means I'm perfect. Like you get you get to know me even more. You get to know me. You're like dang, brother, you get chill. Like, you get chill. <laughs> like for real. Like dang, I'm far I'm far from perfect, but it's just about man, just helping people out. You know, just it's just about being there for people when they need it the most. And so if you do that, man, people appreciate it because you never know you need that person. There'll come a time where I may need y'all. I'll be like, hey, y'all, I may need y'all, big dog. You got me? Yeah, that's right. Hey, and we're here. Anytime. Anytime. Hey, so, man, you know. so Diamond, what, what's, the, uh, what's the dream school for you, man? Dream position. Whew, man, I don't, that's a good question, man. Uh, I really don't know yet, man. It's like obviously I want to be in the, you know, the uh shoot, that's a good question. I just like I said, I just take the day at a time, you know. I, I wanna be be in a big school, you know, for football, you know, be a, but you know, it's it's kinda of taking it one day at a time. I kinda of dominate where I'm at, where my foot are at, but um definitely, definitely be like in a I wouldn't mind, you know, like in a big power five program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. That's hard. That's, I, I still don't know. Like, I'm just going with it. <laughs> Man, and, and I really think that's best because whenever people – and maybe that's a key to a lot of your success because a lot of people we – you know, speaking for myself too, we put up this this goal like, you know, not my goal, but I could say I want to be the head coach at Alabama. And then while I'm right here, you know, for a long time, you know, some of these coaches, you know, like – that opportunity doesn't present itself. That opportunity doesn't always present itself. And then sometimes you get fired as a head coach. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what I was saying. You know, sometimes the goal that you want in that day does not look like what you thought it should look like. So then what do you do at that point? Or, you know, what do you tell yourself? And that's what that question was about earlier. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the best, you know, you're probably doing the best thing right now by not, you know, putting this like, you know, like, you know, the next – you know, strength and conditioning coach at Alabama or a Georgia, a Clemson, Oklahoma, or a Texas. You know, I mm-hmm. think I think knowing where your you know realizing or what, what's it saying, know where your feet are at, and work there. Yeah, well, this too is you know in this field in strength and conditioning. Someone told me this when a uh, coach coach Mo at Missouri. He was t- he told me he was uh, he was like a, like strength conditioning coaches. They help you get jobs like at schools to be a strength conditioning coach, like a, like I said. But the football coaches are the coaches who help you get like those big time jobs, like you know a head strength conditioning coach, because those that bring in their strength coaches, the football coaches. So it's about like I need to dominate where I'm at because if one of these coaches, you know, position coaches get a job, well, hey, more likely that opens up some layaway. You know what I'm saying? So you got to dominate where you at. And not so focused on, oh, I want to be at Alabama or I want to be at, you know, Miami or something like that. It's like, no, I'm where you at, work your butt off, and whenever that time comes, then you just go with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. I think that's something great that um, young kids or really anybody in any field, you know, because right now, especially these kids coming out of high school, the best thing they can do is go work somewhere, work mm-hmm. their tails off, gain leverage, because, you know, in some businesses, you know, there's going to be a future CEO, future, you know, president of a company, future owner of a company. And if a kid shows up to Burger King and he's slacking and hating his job, you know, might be someone in there that has a big position one day. Mm-hmm. They're going rem- to remember you, you know, they're going to remember you for the slacker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you never know, like, you know, in the past, my past places that the relationship I, I built and I worked my butt off, so to say that one of those coaches don't get a job somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. you want to goof off, you want to you wanna be, feel sorry for yourself, but you don't want to work, you miss out on the opportunity. Yeah. So, oh. True, man. That's yeah. good. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I think we got at least a good 30, 40 minutes of stuff in there. I think we can – Yeah. Uh, we'll make that work. We'll probably uh, – when do you think we'll be able to post? I think Tuesday at the latest. All right. So we'll see what tomorrow looks like. So we'll send you the a, a copy of it before, and and, uh, and you can send us back if you're good with it, or and if you're like, no, nah, I hate it, don't post it. So, <laughs> but uh, so we'll uh, and then we'll figure something else out. But uh, but yeah, and we we're gonna have to have you back on here though. Yeah, man, uh, I, was, sure. I was just thinking, I need to get your number. We need to, or I'll message you on Facebook. We need to keep in touch because I'm trying to get, you know, me and Luke are always trying to get people around us who are motivated and driven and not finished. Mm-hmm. And the older we get, the harder that gets, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially but, around here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in our realm of, of Coleman, you got a lot of people that are satisfied with their nine to five, doing, yeah. their, doing their deal, paying their bills, you know, it's just like. Yeah. yeah, that ain't for us, but uh, so right. but yep. we'll, we'll we'll hit you up and you know see what that you know see what that's like. Have you one side question? You ever listen to Eric Thomas? Eric Thomas, I do, I do. He he actually came to uh, when I was at Florence. He came to Florence High School and, and taught. He uh, did. That's cool. He did. Yeah, he's helping their school system out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing some work out there with their school system, which is crazy. Man. Another guy you should probably look into is uh, Jamal King. Yeah, I don't think I know who that is. He's uh, his name. He he goes by the Instagram handle Nine to Five Millionaire. Nine to Five Millionaire. That's Let me it. Right. Right. Hold on. All right. So, if you can still hear me, yeah, so I can. This guy, you know, speaking about investing, he was a police. He's a police officer. Was a police officer in New York, and. While he was a police officer, he, he was living with his parents. So he, he went and played college ball, hurt his knee, couldn't go to college anymore. I mean, couldn't, couldn't make it to the NFL. So he became a police officer in Chicago. Moved back in with his parents and then started saving up all his money. Well, then bought a property, bought a uh, multi-home, multi-family property. And, you know, to rent it out to people. And, you know, he just kept his job, kept buying properties and stuff like that. Finally, his parents kicked him out because he had too much money. They were like, hey, man, we, we're all about helping you out. But at this point, you know, you need to go get your own place. So, you know, went and got his own place and 
now he's now he's worth you know several million dollars, but he never quit his day job. He, he retired. He retired from being a police officer about a year and a half ago, two years. Mm-hmm. Multi-millionaire with a pension from Chicago PD. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty good. I tell you, what, I'm 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 at a multi-millionaire the other day in uh, Summit, Alabama, which is like. Yeah, which is in between Arab and Joppa, pretty much. Really? Yeah, and he he's he's a multi-millionaire that works for MIT. So he didn't even live in the United States for half his life. And uh, but he had a picture of like when he retired, it was Trump giving him a million dollar check and everything, like for, because they did this deal where he can match so much. Talking about investing, he did a deal where he can match twelve percent of his paycheck and. Um, like put that into a retirement fund and then the company matched it up to 12%. And they, uh, and when it, when he retired, it was like 2.9 million. And, and so that he got extra for, on his retirement. So he, he had a picture of him, but I mean, like, he worked for the government his whole life. So that was pretty cool. It was a multi-millionaire because of it. So. Hey, Diamond, you got, you got to send me an arm workout, man. I, I need my arms to look like yours. All right. <laughs> oh, Hey, you just hit arms every single like people want people be like, hey, don't hit arms every single day. No, like you can. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I listened to that advice and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take it easy. You know, I, I don't need to yeah. do it today. That's what so and so said. So my arms are looking like yours, so I must must have listened to the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, that like CT Fletcher, who's freaking. 20, you, you, you know who C.T. Fletcher is, right? right? You, you know, I, you kind of you kind of favor him a little bit. That's my – that's a dude, man. That's my – Yeah, I, I love C.T., man. He lives in Compton. I want to go in uh, and visit him because only, I'm only like you know, four hours away. But, yeah. you know, C.T. always saying like, you know, you got these people who want to be like, you can't do arms every, every single day and, you know, it's not good for you. It's like those are guys who don't have arms. Yeah. Like, you can do arms every single day. Like, you can knock it out. And that's how you do it. You got to hit a lot of volume on your arms. You just have to. You got to hit a lot of reps, and that's how you get bigger. So, um, yeah. yeah I, I, there it is. A lot of people been trying to hit me up. Hey, you can see me to work out and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can. This is just right now. We just constantly programming for the teams right now. Yeah. Is, like, I got – I'm programming for my head coaches. So, you know – well, not head coaches, but excuse me, my assistant coaches uh, for, the, for one of the assistants. So, I'm programming all these programs. So, you know, just – it's time consuming because if I make a program, I won't be like, hey, just do this. Like, I want you to really like program, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. But I enjoyed it. And I think I, I think this is probably one of the best ones that we've had just just because of the realness and the conversations and things like that. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. And help y'all boys out, man. Hopefully, a lot of people view it, people start following, and I like good stuff. I'm going to yeah. make sure I'll. Post it so you know Facebook and everything, so people can just go in there and kill it, crush it. I appreciate it. Cool, man. So, well, take it easy. If you ever need anything, holler at us. You already know. I appreciate y'all. See you. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the Luke Bailey podcast. And if you like what we're doing, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know. Until then, see you next week.